0: This is an MVP podcast. My Village Productions.
1: Welcome to Unsolved America, a show where we explore unsolved mysteries throughout the United States. I'm your host, Tiffany.
0: And I'm your host, Andy. And each week, what we do is we take a dart and we throw it at the map of the United States. And wherever it lands, that is where our mystery is. This week, I landed on Wyoming.
1: Let's investigate.
0: Yes, Wyoming is probably one of my least favorite states. <laughs> um, Why is that? Driven through it a few times, and it is boring.
1: It has beautiful sights, though.
0: Oh, absolutely. The scenery is beautiful. It's just, man, there's a lot of nothing in Wyoming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just prairie antelope as far as the eye can see <laughs> at night they transform into murder lope
1: oh goodness
0: because <laughs> they will jump out in front of your car <laughs> at a won't. moment's
1: notice watch for those eyes
0: and it's so windy the few times i've driven up there it's just windy 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 mm-hmm. all right so the case that we are going to discuss today is the missing persons case of christy lynn richardson
1: yeah oh,
0: who it, who that is you might ask <laughs> she is a widowed wife who took over her husband's trucking company in Casper, Wyoming. Okay. Um, this, this company of hers <laughs> made a lot of money. Oh, yeah. She was a millionaire.
1: Oh, that's nice. When
0: her husband passed away, she inherited a ton of money.
1: Had she been working with him beforehand? Do you did it say with
0: the husband? Yeah, yeah. They okay. had. Okay, it was his company, but she, I think, worked there side by side with him, like probably in the office. Probably like she did accounting for him or mm-hmm. something, you know. Um, Husband-wife team, small business.
1: Yeah, that must have been stressful to take on the entire company.
0: Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> if
1: you just did accounting beforehand,
0: yes. Um, So for the remainder of the episode, I will be referring to her as Chris, as that was her name um, that she went by instead of Christy. Um, Chris was last seen alive on October 6th, 2014. Um, From what I remember, if I'm remembering this correctly, it was her daughter Amber's birthday.
1: Oh, that's.
0: And her mom had stopped by and dropped off a birthday card for her Mm. and gave her a hug and then went home. And police later asked, you know, obviously, did something seem off? And she said, no, everything seemed fine. It was just, you know, casual stopping by after work and saying hi. Yeah. Um, She was supposed to show up to work on October 7th at 7.15 a.m., but she never showed up and was never heard from again. Mm. When police showed up to her house on October 7th, all of the doors were locked to the home and all of her belongings were still in the home. So what I mean by that is her wallet, purse, car keys, passport, birth certificate, social security card, everything was in the house. Suitcases were still there.
1: Yeah. And so there was no sign of her. Running away exactly. in a sense.
0: Exactly. It wasn't like your typical, like, oh, she doesn't want to be found kind of deal, you know. Like yeah. She is just blowing off some steam, maybe. Um, the other thing that was I thought was interesting, I'm not a millionaire, so maybe this just isn't, <laughs> isn't for me. She had a total of um over seven hundred dollars in cash in her purse. That's weird. That seems like a lot of money just to have on you.
1: Especially in Wyoming. <laughs> right i mean if you were in vegas understandable
0: oh true yeah depending on where you are if you're like on vacation Mm-hmm. um the only thing that the daughter said was missing from her purse was a garage door opener that everybody knew that she kept in her purse in case she ever got locked out of the house oh she would have that garage door opener to get back in
1: wow that's sketchy though
0: yeah um Upon further investigation, another concern came up because they found a cell phone in her bed, and this cell phone was hers, but it was the phone that was used to dispatch all of the trucks for her company.
1: And she wouldn't just leave that.
0: And that's what they're like, if this is like your if this is your lifeline to your company and this is like how you make money, you wouldn't leave this just like laying like in your bed behind, you know.
1: Yeah, definitely. And also because I mean, unless you ran away, but there was no evidence of that.
0: Exactly. So the other thing with this too is that when they were in her bedroom, they noticed that there were a couple of stains on the bed sheets, and it looked like it was either urine or blood.
1: Mm-hmm. That's that's a little yeah disconcerting at this.
0: Time. And I couldn't find any sources that said um, how much. Like if it was like. You know, like a really big stain or if it was just like Spons. maybe like she had a bloody nose and like a couple drops, drops of blood were on the bed. But hmm. um, that was a cause for concern as well. Obviously. Obviously. Um, the other odd thing was that there were absolutely no signs of a struggle within the home.
1: There are no broken windows no.
0: there. Yeah. No broken glass. No. You know, nothing was disheveled. It didn't look like, you know, the whole place had been ransacked. Like,
1: So, of course, it doesn't seem like it's a robbery. Exactly.
0: So once they figure out that, like, oh, this is a missing person's case, Mm -hmm. nobody can get a hold of her. They obtain a warrant to search the uh, premises of her of her office at work Mm -hmm. because they obviously want to try to figure out if there's something there that um, would help them figure out where they were. Yeah. Um, they combed through the entire office, couldn't really find anything, started going through the files.
1: Huh. What were in the files? And
0: stuffed in a uh, folder mixed with some invoices were love letters. Oh. That were addressed to Chris. Okay. So we now have, um, suspect number one.
1: Were they recent love Love.
0: So what happened the love letters were from a gentleman. His name was Bud Boyles. Oh, Bud. Oh, Bud. um, And he had been sending Chris love letters for quite a long time.
1: When did her husband pass away? Oh,
0: girl, that's the tea. So. they He had been sending her or like giving her these letters even while her husband was still alive. And oh, the husband... Ooh confronted him several times like i don't know what's wrong with you she's not interested leave her alone
1: but if she's not interested why is she keeping these little letters
0: well i wonder if like the husband kept them like in case like they needed it to like as like claims to like fire him
1: oh maybe maybe
0: you know what i mean like yeah um but then So, on and off, she would receive these letters. Um, Even after the husband died, he, like, didn't even skip a beat. He, like, immediately sent her, like, another letter and, like, Uh -uh. was really trying to, like, get in there, right? No,
1: ma'am.
0: That is not how you... That's not not how you do it. Um, So, then the other interesting thing, too, was that her kids knew about the letters, Mm -hmm. which was... That's interesting to me. Like, so she obviously talked about it. It made her feel uncomfortable. Um, it wasn't like a secret necessarily. It didn't seem like there was like an affair going on right, or right. anything. It's just like, yeah, like he won't stop sending me letters. And like, they, her children even said like, it wasn't, um, she never even, she never sounded like she needed like interference or like intervention here. Like she didn't want, she didn't want to go to the police. And like, she never mentioned any of that. She just right. said, Yeah, he sent me a letter again today. Like, I don't understand why he won't just get the picture that I'm not interested.
1: I mean, obviously, he was not trying to be a stalker type, but he Mm -hmm. was not letting go, even though he knew that she was not interested.
0: Oh, I forgot the gag of the moment. Oh, yeah. He's married with children.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: I forgot. I forgot that. I'm sorry. He's he's trying to cheat. So obviously, Obviously, she's really like, no, I'm not interested. What? Yeah. Gagged. So (laughs) uh, the police, like, mentioned when they were going through the notes, they started off just, like, sounding very, like, he was very infatuated with her.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: However, as they progressed, they started getting a little bit more aggressive with the language. And they could tell that, like, the infatuation was, like, really taking off like it was like in hyperdrive
1: yeah it was probably getting to that stalker
0: moment yeah so obviously they were like this guy we got to talk to this guy Mm
1: -hmm. suspect number
0: one (laughs) um only issue is they didn't have anything beyond the letters to convict him on anything that was literally their only key to him and everything else from him like from his life like checked out he no longer worked there he had quit like a couple months prior
1: well assuming he probably had an alibi and you know
0: yeah and um for a while i think they they didn't really they didn't even like name him as like a suspect because like they just didn't have very much information to go on Mm -hmm. um So let's go back to another person of interest. Okay. And this. So Bud was kind of a dead end.
1: Of course. We didn't
0: really reach anything. So investigating murder, you have to try to find motive. Who else would have everything to gain if the mom disappeared?
1: Who gets the company?
0: Exactly. Her children. Yeah. So her children to this day in 2020 are still the only like or one of the only like considerable like people of interest in this case
1: to this day. I mean, this is six years later, several
0: lie detector tests. Everything came back
1: inconclusive,
0: inconclusive, as you can guess. Um, And obviously they just don't have enough to just clear them. And the children have spoken out on it. I get it, right? Because it's like obviously you're suspect number one. And I think one of them even said that. Like, I understand why they would look at us because Hello, like we would we would be the only ones that would inherit anything from our mom disappearing. Yeah. So that was like a theory for a while is that they hired they hired somebody to abduct their mom.
1: I mean, it's <clears> understandable. I mean you if somebody has a life insurance policy yeah. or, you know, can gain a lot of money from s- yeah. someone dying, they are honestly suspect
0: number one. Oh, absolutely. That's money makes people do the craziest shit.
1: Oh, definitely. I I can't even imagine if you're about to inherit million dollar company.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying that they did this, but yeah. I can understand if when somebody does this yeah
0: and i think one of uh, her son is actually like in a, a criminal investigator he's like in criminal law okay. or something like that so he he even is like yeah he's like i'll cooperate with you guys 100 percent because i understand where where your train of thought is mm-hmm. and so he's like but you can look at everything in my life and you'll see that like i didn't do this so Come at me, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, if he's in cr- criminal justice, of course he's going to understand, yeah, but it could also give him more of a leeway or more of knowledge to cover up mm-hmm. anything as well
0: exactly. Um, so, after the disappearance, mm-hmm. um, after the a considerable amount of time passes, obviously company gets passed to amber and her husband that's her daughter and stepson okay stepson (laughs) son-in-law i always say stepson i don't know why son-in-law um gets passed to them they sold her house Mm. um and that's the other thing too is like they had to sell her cars they had to like pack up her house they had to sell the house because i mean who's paying this mortgage
1: right i mean if i
0: have my own mortgage to take care of
1: That's I mean, it's understandable.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It would be more concerning if they did it the next day.
0: Yeah. Like homeboy a couple weeks ago.
1: Right. Right. (laughs)
0: Looking at you, Mark. (laughs) Go back to episode one if you haven't um, joined us. If you're just now joining us. Um, So, yeah, that was that was. Obviously. To me it's it's always a it's always a warning sign. I believe you said in that first episode too that, you know, by you selling their property and you selling the house and everything that they own, you're taking away something that may be one of the only places that they really know. Right. And they can return to. So that was concerning to me. But I, I believe with this case, they sold it like an appropriate amount. Of, after an appropriate amount of time had passed. Right. Like, and
1: that's understandable. Yeah. I mean, after a year or two, you're assuming that they're not returning mm-hmm. because they don't want to or something.
0: Well, and also, I imagine the bank isn't like, you know, letting the mortgage go. Yeah. I mean, assuming that they didn't, if they're a millionaire millionaire, I imagine probably just own your house but property taxes all of that you right. still owe every year. So um another theory that has um recently come up this was back in I believe like end of 2016 beginning of 2017. Okay. Um there is a project called the Stone Cult, the Stone Cold project um where it's actually two psychics.
1: Oh. Oh,
0: who baby. I know, me too. I had to bring this up. Go check out their website. It's um let's see here. I have it. Stonecoldproject.com. And you can look up Christy Lynn Richardson. And they it's two psychics, and they essentially attempt to make contact with the spirit of the deceased or the spirit of the missing person. Because for people to give you like an understanding of it, like even if you're still alive, there's like a portion of your spirit that like can communicate beyond like you physically right. communicating. So <clears throat> with this, they were actually able to supposedly, I'm going to say supposedly, cause I am a little skeptic with this kind of stuff. Of
1: course you have to be. Um,
0: they supposedly were able to make contact with the spirit of Chris Richardson. Oh my gosh. Um, and we got details.
1: Like intimate like, details.
0: Girl. I was actually really surprised because I was thinking they're gonna be like, "Who killed you?" and they're gonna be like, "It was a man," you yeah, know,
1: like <laughs> okay. what, you, what you see all the time. Yeah, people who are fake <laughs> will give you very generic and broad answers.
0: Exactly. Um, but we have like, so they asked like, you know, questions about like the location of the of the event. They said, you know, two suspects drove to. Uh, Chris Richardson's house in a bright blue two door car. The car seems newer with no stickers or tinting to distinguish it. The car didn't seem out of place in the neighborhood. It has a large speaker system with large speakers in the back seat, cloth interior. The blue, co- the blue color is very similar to the color of the new Casper Police Department vehicles. Really? Two suspects parked their car in front of the house, but not in the driveway, exited the car, and went to the south facing end of the house. One suspect tapped on the bedroom window. The second subject was at the rear of the house and waited. The suspects were watching the house for some time and knew the bedroom window, where the bedroom window was. An unknown person had tapped on the window to get Mrs. Richardson's attention previously. She met male number 1 a few times through a coworker, friend, family member, possible mechanic. She does not know male number 2.
1: Okay. I mean that that's pretty like so specific detailed.
0: details. Yeah. So, and then we have like a description of the suspects. Oh. What were the descriptions? So, male number 1 is approximately 23 years of age white male 5'7 medium build short straight reddish hair blue eyes no facial hair kind of a baby face voice is not smooth sounding he sounds like someone who would cough a lot no accent a tattoo on the left arm that is supposed to be a dragon
1: that that is really specific though
0: yeah that's what's crazy and like part of you is like part of me is like okay but like how right you know but like i guess that's like in that realm of things like i guess there are people who claim to be clairvoyant and i mean this this amount of information is insane insane insanity is what i wanted to say Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i went to go say insane instead um Male number two is a 21-year-old white male, taller than male one, but under six foot, very skinny, narrow hips, thin nose, thin lips, narrow face, narrow eyes, dark, dark, straight brown hair, spiked up in the front, tattoo on left shin, wearing black jeans and black jacket, has acne scars on left cheek, has ties to a family cabin in an unknown range of mountains, possibly Idaho, may do work on computers in Jackson area, and they may have met each other from online gaming.
1: So did she know his name? I mean, if they had met a few so, times. So
0: she did um, in their interview with him. It says, give us a name. And she responded, Bob goes by Rex.
1: OK. I mean, Bob is very common. It
0: is. Um, Yeah, the following or the following questions were asked, followed by their responses. So where's your body? The response was dead, die. Ah. so you are not in your body. Where is the physical body? You are no longer in. The response was out of the water. That's weird. Please name the water. The response was Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. Find me, find me, find me what uh so lisa lisa is one of the psychics and then the other one is uh her name is rachel
1: okay okay
0: um can you give us a highway number your body is located near between 84 and 88 um and it said in idaho just across the border whereas your body and the response is clay 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 hmm um a railroad was mentioned in between uh January 9th, 2017, and January 10th, 2017. Um, there is a train trestle near the location.
1: Weird. Just on the, just
0: on the other side of Idaho.
1: Weird. Um,
0: uh, was your body alive when you were brought into Idaho? And she said dead. Oh. Um, are you able to see information after you left your body about where your body is located? Um It says to see she's using something blind was the response.
1: No, maybe she was blindfolded or covered up.
0: Yeah. Um, Have the police spoken to the person who did this to you? Her response was yes.
1: Oh, shoot.
0: How many times have they spoken to this person? Unknown.
1: That means that they had him right there in front of them and... They let him go.
0: Was it someone you knew, not a stranger? They said, man, boy, very bad. She did know the person, um, claims Rachel. Mm. I don't know if that was intuition, maybe, or what. Um, Give me a name or how you knew this person. Name Ken Kristen. Okay. What was the last thing you remember while alive in your body? Um, Officer, uh, I see Tetons so that's a mountain range yeah. so um is the detective doing a good job or are they going to figure this out and they said and the response was the task team believes wrong oh my god uh so yeah i mean this goes on for like a long time they they were able to contact or get a lot of information um from this and all of this information was relayed back to the police and they said they would look into it now a company actually has uh begun a lawsuit against the police department in Casper um believing that they did not do enough to solve any like several crimes there's like a list of crimes okay. and Christy Richardson's unfortunately is one of those they believe that they didn't they didn't they just like shrugged it off like it wasn't anything serious
1: which is so surprising because she was so well off and a predominant person in the community Mm -hmm. and has this big trucking company that you would have all eyes would be on that investigation
0: absolutely um yeah oh uh I'll read a couple more of these questions from Lisa and Rachel. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. Mm -hmm. Did you see any signs when you were, that you were leaving Wyoming or or entering another state? There was a small yes. And it says growing bigger in in parentheses, I imagine um, this is the way that I picture, like when people try to contact, spirits i guess mm-hmm. um it's like a radio signal so i'm wondering if like that's what that means like
1: yeah maybe
0: it was like that's- she was maybe losing like her connection with the spirit mm-hmm. briefly i don't know um and it said then they asked idaho and she said no which they do say that's at odds with previous information that they were given okay. um utah no montana no Colorado, no. Nebraska, no. South Dakota, no. Chris spells out lemon. L-E-M-E-N. Oh. So I was wondering if that was like limon.
1: Oh, maybe. I don't know.
0: Um.
1: Did anyone look into that? Do you know?
0: Oh. Unknown what this is in reference to. Was it on a sign that you saw? No. Chris stated it was a name on a mailbox, a person, a personal name somewhere.
1: Well, they should have searched for that.
0: (laughs) Right? Um, Did you drive through cities or towns? Yes. Were the towns small? Yes. Did you see a big city at all? No. Did you see more forest area after that? Yes. Were there little shops along the road? No. Chris spelled out lemon again. Mm. Uh... And then they said, Lisa asked, okay, Chris, let's move on to the moment you left your body. Were person number one and two there? Yes. Did either of them hit you? No. Did either of them shoot you? Yes. Okay. Are you able to describe the gun? No. Was it a small uh, a small one held in one hand? Yes. It wasn't like a rifle or shotgun? No. Did person number one say say anything to you? No. Did person number two say anything to you? No. Okay. During the drive, did they say that they were going to kill you? No. Um, How many times did they shoot you? One, yes. In the chest? No. In the head? Yes. From behind? No. From the side? Yes. Ah. So I imagine it might have been like they opened the car door. Yeah. And then maybe that's what it sounds like or if she was sitting somewhere i don't know Uh, from all of this it sounds like they didn't let her leave the car okay so um and back earlier they asked her um if she was forced into the car and she said no she willingly got in
1: well Uh, and why is that i mean
0: so there had been some speculation that uh Chris had he had an issue with uh, taking like pain medications uh, and so they think that it was like a drug deal gone bad is that's kind of the the speculation that I'm getting from the stone cold project is that it kind of seems like it might have been mm-hmm. she owed them money and they were taking her to go retrieve that money
1: I mean which is understandable and but then why shoot her? I I don't know that's the thing. It's understandable she was in such a predominant position mm-hmm. that people turn to drugs and or alcohol mm-hmm. to relieve their stress. And sometimes they don't get it prescribed to them and they have to go to outside sources. Mm-hmm. But she was a millionaire. If she owed them money, why wouldn't she just pay it instead of having to go through this? Yeah. It That's just insane to me.
0: Yeah. So the case is still unsolved mm. from what I could gather. Um, really isn't too much information beyond that.
1: It's unfortunate because police departments don't really take the word of psychics. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of psychics that are fake. Yeah. And have been proven to be wrong. But... And especially a cold case where you have no leads. Mm -hmm. I don't see what the harm is to follow up on a couple of these lemon or limone Mm -hmm. or whatever leads. I just don't understand why people won't do it. Yeah. That's so disheartening.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, and I guess... To, you got to think I guess of like resources for the police department if they if they went off of every tip that I guess a, a psychic you know tried to give them, it would probably cost a lot more money than the results would probably yield. so this is also uh, once again, the majority of everything that I say is speculation of but course. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a this one was just a little interesting and back to your point that you made earlier, it just seems weird that more wasn't done initially from the beginning because we have these we have this woman who is a millionaire if if pop culture hasn't taught us anything it's that people pay attention to people who have money and and sadly they're usually the ones that that get the most attention from things like this
1: right and it it's just amazing that there was no attention put on this mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even remember hearing about it myself.
0: Yeah. And this well then this was back in the nineties. No, it wasn't. It was twenty fourteen. I lied. <laughs> I'm thinking of the previous case that I read. <laughs> My bad. This was this was back in twenty fourteen.
1: Yeah. And so I mean, I don't remember hearing about this at all. And mm-hmm. now if any celebrity or CEO would be in that position, it yeah. would be everywhere.
0: Oh, absolutely it's a little crazy thank you for listening to this episode of unsolved america hosted by tiffany and andy make sure to follow us on social media at unsolved america 303 and subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts this has been an mvp podcast my village production